everybody. This is so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. Vulcan salute there? No, that was a, that was. I'm a, David. Oh, I'll do the Vulcan salute. He did West. West, West, West Side. I was. He's representing the West Pole instead of the North today. Mm. <laughs> the wicked Santa of the West. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas continues. It's Christmas all month long. Um, right. on on this show, um, we are just two episodes in so far. You might recall our great Christmas debate. Uh, that's always a fun one. Then last week we talked a little bit about four Christmases and this week, um, we're going to cover Andrew's pick, which is a Netflix animated movie called Klaus. It is a Santa Claus origin story, uh, directed by Sergio Pablos and his directorial debut. You got a great voice cast, including Jason Schwartzman, JK Simmons, Rashida Jones, Will Sasso, Joan Cusack, and the, the late, great Norm MacDonald. Uh, so, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, explain why you decided to pick this movie. So, <clears throat> I watched this movie last year, and I had been recommended it, like, several times. And it's just, like, it's this it's this great, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just this Christmas movie that's actually, like, really, really good. Like, it's, like, it's, it's not, like, gimmicky or anything like that. And I was at first I was a little bit passive about it, but I was just like, well, why not? So I watched it one e- I watched it one evening and to my surprise, it was surprisingly very good. Uh, it was it, just like that Netflix magic. I mean, there's <laughs> something there that has like there's something there with this. Anyway, it reminded me a lot of like of like late 90s animated movies. And that's what I love about it. It's not, it's not like, it's not like Pixar. It's not, it's not a Pixar film. It's purely, it's that hand-drawn animation sort of, but it's mixed in with a little bit of like computer animation as well. And I think that's like, that's totally just uh, out of left field or at least something you haven't seen in a while. And what you get here is actually a really good story. And uh, like you said, the cast is great. and there was just, it's just a good time all around. I was thoroughly pleased with it. So yeah. I figured, why not? This yeah, would be a you great know, one to review. I like that you mentioned that it had the feel of uh, of like 90s animation. Because uh, Sergio Pablos uh, worked on several Disney Renaissance films of the 90s. Um, so mm. clearly that style uh, is pretty consistent with him. He he worked on Hunchback of Notre Dame, Tarzan, some, you know, some of those really great memorable um disney animated movies of the 90s and he was a not to interrupt but he was a a character animator on a lot of those when he did it and some of the probably the most uh if you really watch this movie i feel like you can see that influence like he worked on you said tarzan he worked on the elephant tantor in tarzan and he worked on uh frollo in hunchback hades and hercules you know giving those characters who are very stylistically unique and i think it pays out here he also worked on one of my, I think one of the more underrated Disney movies, Treasure Planet, mm. uh, and he had a big, he had a pretty big role in that. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting that yeah, you talk about sort of it has a sort of classic feel while also feeling very new. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the one thing I kept taking away from it is that like if you look at the animation styles of like like DreamWorks, so DreamWorks 
I wasn't getting it. No offense. I wasn't getting a Disney feel from this uh, because I'll be honest with you and spoiler alert. I've actually never seen the Hunchback of Notre Dame nor Tarzan. Um, mm. uh, but the thing is, is that, mm. but the thing is, is that like what I, what I got from this, it's like the animation style of the movie, the Prince of Egypt. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's that it, it's, it's that sort of like weird I, I don't know. I look at that and then I look at this and I'm like, they're almost kind of one and the same. So that's just me. As far but as animation I, style, right? As far as animation style. Okay. Just making sure. Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. Well, um, <clears throat> I, I enjoy this. I, you know, I honestly forget that this movie is as good as it is. Um, like it's a movie that I saw when it came out and I was like, Oh my goodness, this movie's like really good. And then I forgot that it was as good as it is. Mm. Uh, so it was nice to rediscover for me. It is very, um, emperor's new groove meets Christmas meets uh, undercover boss. And none of that is a bad thing. Um, it is just so well woven together that, um, each care like Jasper is amazing in so many different ways. Uh, and his, his personality is very Cusco and Cusco is amazing in so many different ways. Um, JK Simmons and the character development that they give them. But what I really like is just the, they took every element of the Christmas Santa lure and they gave it an answer. Uh, the, the one that really gets me is the flying reindeer where you see on the back end, all of the crazy hijinks and, and, and wildness that's going on. And they're just whooping and, and then they just happen to fly. And then this one kid sees it and is like, oh my goodness, magic flying right here. And then tells all the friends that, and then it just goes. And that's exactly, and like they do that for every lore of Santa. And so I really think that that is a nice little uh, nod to it that you haven't seen before. They really address it and give that, that background to it. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, great movie. No problems with it on any level. Yeah, I agree. It's very fun. It's cool to see a uh, a Santa Claus origin story like this one. Um, you know the 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 like main Santa origin film for for our generation is like the Santa Claus, right? That's like the only one that I can think of where you like find out how someone becomes Santa. Um, so it's a totally different uh, way of looking at it, right? Versus Santa being passed down through powers, Santa is. Um, at least in this movie, not even like a magic guy. He just builds toys. And really, he got conned into being Santa by a uh, immature mailman, <laughs> which is fun. Um, but I like it. I like it because it, 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 it feels like it has such good lore that it doesn't necessarily always feel like a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like it is. But it's like, okay, it's actually got like really good um, storytelling and depth to the characters that it goes deeper than your your average uh, Santa adventure. It doesn't necessarily have like, you know, like I feel like a lot of Christmas movies are like their plots. Uh, their plots are mainly driven by like somebody has to save Christmas. Like yeah, they have to save Christmas or their and here it's like here it's like it's it, it's like what you said just a second ago it's an origin story 
Yeah, well, it's almost and, like they're creating the yeah. the modern version of Christmas here with mm-hmm. the gift giving and such. So I David, love what do you, I, David, what do you think? You know, um, I was going to compare it to the old Rankin and Bass animated film. Uh, you know, like the the people who did like Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm. And uh, the Santa Claus is coming to town, which is another Santa Claus origin story with the Burgermeisters and, you know, the how he gets through the chimney and things like that. But I think the fascinating thing with this one is that Santa's not necessarily the main character. You know, the main character is probably this Jesper right. character and his his push and his, what all the things he does ends up building to Santa. And all, like a lot of the legends of Christmas are him just trying to you know, work the situation, right. So that he can get what he wants. And then, you know, he has a, a change of, of character over time. Uh, and it, it makes for, it makes the movie, I think more interesting than if it was just Klaus by himself, if it was, if it was just him alone, I yeah. think it wouldn't have that, that, that emotional core there. Right. But Jesper really brings <laughs> it around. Um, yeah. I love the, uh, the, the, the 2d animation. Um, I think Andrew, I can see what you're talking about. Um, I mean, it does feel like Emperor's New Groove. It does feel like Treasure Planet. And it does feel like a lot of those classic 90s Disney films because the main director worked on classic 90s Disney films. I say classic. You know, yeah. Know, but also, um, I think it's the lighting that really hits you from the DreamWorks perspective because the lighting in this movie is so incredible at times for a 2D animated film where you just have, uh, you know, there's a, um, there's a moment that I really don't want anybody to miss where they do a time-lapse where they do like the sun and moon going up and down. It's just like an incredible shot for 2d animation. It just looks, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes. I remember 2019. Uh, I had, I was on this big kick for watching movies. I watched more movies in 2019 than I've ever watched in a single year. And when I saw the list for best animated films, uh, two of those films I hadn't seen. One was Missing Link and one was Klaus. And I was like, well, I kind of want to, at the very least, because I'd seen a lot of the best picture noms. I was like, I want to at the very least see all of the best animated feature noms. So I watched Klaus and I was kind of, like you said, Andrew, I went in kind of, eh? like, I was like, this can only be so good. It's Netflix. And I, you know, like, I, I, I've not really heard any buzz going into it or anything. And my wife was the same way. We're watch. I was, you know, watch, watching it. We're both kind of thinking, like, I hope this picks up at some point because it's like yeah. it seems very kind of, it seems very kind of like run of the mill so far. For me, it picked up when Norm Macdonald showed up. For for Nikki, it was when some of the emotional uh, core starts to come in a little bit more. Sure. But for me, as soon as Norm Macdonald was revealed, I was like, oh, well, okay, I'll probably watch this movie now. You know. Uh, uh, hilarious, <laughs> and there's a lot of great uh, classic. Uh, 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 what's the word? Um, slapstick, right? With uh, with the characters, uh, and I just love the design. Um, it's so all of the uh, the uh, the Ellingbows and the Crumbs, the sort of Hatfields and McCoys of this northern Swedish town. I don't know. They're very like their design is so creepy. Like it's very. I, I don't know how to compare it, but you know, there's that one little girl with the giant eyes who keeps stabbing snowmen with carrots. Yeah. Right? It's just every every character in this movie has a striking design. Like you can't, you know, look away from them, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of really dig every element of it. And, and by the end, when they start to give you a little bit more from Klaus and why he's this kind of old hermit now and why he's, uh, 
sort of uh, why he has all these toys. It becomes very, it gives you like, this is going to sound weird, an emotional connection with Santa Claus that I don't feel like I've ever had before. Like, yeah. Everybody loves Santa, but I've never had. Spoiler you don't alert. know who Santa is. I, Santa's never really been a character. Santa's yeah. like Mickey Mouse. You know, he's an idea. Right. right? And uh, or he's like Coca-Cola. You know, mm-hmm. like what is the character of Coke? Who knows? The character of Santa. They gave you this. Real, <laughs> there you go. They gave you this real emotional thing to connect with him on, which is that uh, spoiler alert. He and his wife, they got married. They built this house out in in this secluded area for be just them. They wanted to have kids. They waited, they waited, they waited for years and they never had any children. He built all these toys for his eventual children and never came. And then his wife got sick and then she became Christmas magic. Um, uh, That's it's, it's really for, for, for it to come so late in the movie, too, it really hits you because you've gotten all this investment in, Je- in Jesper's story. And then they they, they kind of slowly slow burn this, this story with Klaus. So I really dug it on that level. It was, I think we should definitely, I, I hope it's not the last, we should write down this director's name, Sergio Pablos. And keep an eye on him because yeah. if I don't know if he has worked out like an exclusive deal with Netflix or what, but I kind of feel like there's only more good stuff to come from this production company. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I really like the way that I mean they set the tone of this movie for me really well. Um, you know, you you get to know Jesper and you see how much of a little prima donna he is, and and, and he just is not interested in working he's a wealthy guy who wants to be taken care of but his dad is like nah i need more from you and so they send him off to uh oh gosh what was the name of the town schmierenberg <laughs> something like that something like that yeah what he said santa claus town santa claus town. <laughs> okay. even better um, but the the characters that they set are just so creepy. You have Norm who shows up and and is a pleasant surprise always. And you know, R.I.P. Norm. Um, but the, the the as soon as you see the townspeople, I, it is chaotic mess of just fight and creepy. When there that snowman with like the seven carrots in it is one of the creepiest things that I have seen ever. And not just the fact that it's in the cartoon. Yeah. So they did a really good job of setting that world really quickly because you just feel the gloom and then over time as everything improves that thing everything starts to brighten up and you feel it in that town except for the main people and they keep that gloom until the end and and yeah it's just a beautifully told story from like a story element perspective an animation perspective the lighting that that david mentioned like it's is is all really well done and it does feel like an original thing so it is nice to to have an original christmas movie I think as a, a friend of mine, our friend of the show, Daniel, uh, uh, said that welcome to the Christmas rotation, Klaus. That was his review on Letterboxd. And I feel like this is a movie that you can watch for the first time and go, ah, this is going to be in that yeah. rotation real quick. Yeah. Unlike Four Christmases. And, you know, one of my uh, one of the one of the one of the cool parts about this is if you have a question about the movie Klaus, um, you can just look up. Uh, you can just like Google, uh, or, I mean, or put into YouTube. I think uh, Pablo's Sergio Pablo's uh, animation, spa animation, or something like that. And you can get like they have hundreds of videos explaining how they did character design, how they did 
this this thing, this thing. It's like the one of the most comprehensive how we did it uh, uh, series I've ever seen. There's just so many videos. How they, you know, how they do how they handle acting, how they do a, a reference video and things like that. Um, there's so much, and so like I, I would love as someone who's kind of like I'm a fan of animation, and I really but I, I'm not, I'm not good at it. I I've, I've, I'm not good at that. And so I, I'm very curious about it. Uh, it's very, I would love to see more movies show you the process and how they come up because there's one video where he talks about finding your character design and how long of a process that can be. Um, especially in animation, because you have to like, you have to hit like all these points. You have to like be able to tell what the character is without it having any lines, basically, you know, like, you know, I need to be able to show this to someone and they tell me who this character is uh, before we even get to the part where they start recording dialogue, you know? So, you know, very cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of, I'm sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but I was trying to do all this research about the movie because there's no box office stats. So. Sure. Makes sense to me. All good. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it was really good. Do we want to go ahead and do we have any final thoughts on the movie or shall we move full steam ahead? You know, I hope. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that because I did a bunch of research on this, that uh, it's interesting that uh, this movie won the uh, Annie Award in 2019, beating Toy Story 4 and uh which won the academy award beating a lot of other good movies uh that year too so uh, i think it's it got the recognition some of the recognition it deserves but it still feels like nobody's heard of it doesn't it mm, yeah i think that's a problem with netflix movies is that it it can be niche with certain things where some people know they market it well or they don't market it well i am surprised that people haven't watched this because i do feel like it was popular at the time but i also think that it, it much like me people probably just forgot about it because it is on netflix mm-hmm. I, you know now that you're talking about that you know it's just it's like what is the best netflix movie i mean i mean That's really i mean yeah netflix especially we'll have to i mean schedule that later yeah, I mean, like Netflix has Netflix has all these good movies, and yeah. yeah, we're kind of. I agree that we're kind of we're kind of spoiled on that a little bit that we Is just have Netflix that ease TV? of access, and yeah, it's I think it's easy to forget movies like these, especially well, Klaus. And they also release uh, so many Christmas movies, and many of them are bad. Um, so I feel like it could be a detriment to an extent yeah. that when they release a good one that it's overlooked because people probably just assume they're very made for TV movie, Christmas movies. Because What's that's the one? Usually what Christmas a lot of them night? Are. Isn't that one of them? Christmas night or something like that? I think so. Christmas night. Well, see the issue we run into there, which, you know, this could be a whole nother show is that uh, people love that shit. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is that they're not, <clears throat> they are fun Christmas movies, but I think that when you get an actual good movie, uh, for, that is Christmas based from Netflix. It gets lost in the shuffle of ones that are meant to just be made for TV Hallmarky. Well, it's like it. We were talking last night about Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about Jingle Jangle. And Jingle Jangle is great. Yep. And and if you if you want to know more about Jingle Jangle, we reviewed it last year. We did. So go back and take a listen to that because it's actually really good 
that, but that's I will just say that you know stuff like that just gets lost in the it gets lost in the shuffle. The one thing I was going to say though is that I hope I know this is so many sequels, but I hope they don't make a sequel to this because I think this works well as a standalone. I, I think they'd have a hard time making a sequel to this. Yeah, uh, the way I, it ends is just so I think uh, not necessarily closed. It's not to say you know no that you couldn't come up with an idea for a sequel to this, but the the, the ending of this is just so poignant and and, and lovely yeah. that I feel like a sequel would just be just do say it's just Santa Claus doing Santa Claus things. Yeah. Um, that said, they did make a sequel to Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which we just, we talked about earlier. So anyway, you know. I, I don't think there's much risk of that. I feel like if anything, they'll just ta- <clears throat> they'll just tackle another movie. This production company, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I can't imagine a sequel. Hopefully not. Um, you know, not all of them can do that. I was looking just now, and um, on on Netflix's global top ten of the week, there are one, two three, four, five Christmas movies in the top 10. Uh, and th- this is not one of them. <laughs> uh, but there are some older ones. Uh, Chris- oh, the Christmas Chronicles and the part two are both in the top Let's see two. the Christmas Chronicles part two sucks. It did yes. suck, but it don't matter because people liked it. <laughs> now that, is that a Santa Claus origin movie too? They get into the origins of Santa in the, in the Christmas Chronicles? See, I don't remember the first one. They dip into it. They dip. It's most Santa already exists, more or less. I just remember Kurt Russell being cool on a sleigh. Yes. That's it. Yeah. No premise. One of think Kurt Russell's death, best death ride or uh, death proof, but sleighs. That's basically it. <laughs> That's what it was. Sure. Kid friendly death proof. That's what it was. Well, who is gonna who 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 runs the letter game letterbox game for this one? Um, Andrew, one. Andrew's gonna run it. Okay, it's up to Andrew. You got it pulled up already? No, I don't. Hang on, just a second. Then one, you know, you know, you have one. I know, I know. I'm. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out a guess, though. I feel like uh, this is gonna be pretty high. Um, I don't know how high, but I think it's pretty well respected amongst, um, you know, self-described film buffs. And that is what Letterbox is. So I'm going to land a guess at 4.1. Good guess. Josh is 4.1. Who else wants to go? I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to hover in that same area, and I'm just going to say 4.0. Man, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to – I think that it's going to be well-received, but I think it's going to be low. I'm going to I'm going to go with, like, a 3.2. Oh, okay. Not, um, not because of the movie. I just think that's what people are going to rank it. So Garrett is three two, David is four point oh, and Josh is four point one. Four point one or both, man. All right. Well, one of y'all is exactly right, and the person this week who gets a high GPA four point oh is David. All right. Good for for the letterbox community. Letterbox king is back. You know. Back at it again. Andrew, do you got some reviews in there that you can read? Yeah, I do. Uh, so I've got a couple here, and they're all really good. Everybody seems to love this movie. Uh, there's, let's see, there's one here that says, maybe at, by Maria, uh, maybe Netflix deserves rights. 
does deserve rights. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> the best kind of movie you could watch this Christmas. All right. Um, honestly, this is already a Christmas classic in my opinion. So, all right. So really, I don't have, I don't have anything here that's bad. A lot of people seem to like it, which is good. I mean, it's a good film. And yeah, uh, what do we all rake it? Break it. Uh, I rake it. Uh, hey, he knows. He spoiled it. What does he rake? Someone else got real. I have four. Four stars from me. This is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing. Four. Okay. This is easily a four star from me. Wow. So three fours. Uh, we might as well. You know, I'm going to go with a four and a half. Ooh. Okay. So it's purely on the grounds that this movie has done what few movies has accomplished something. Right. Uh, I did all this research on the Annie Awards, so I got to sneak this in. Uh, so when this movie won an Annie, it became only the second time that uh, Disney or DreamWorks did not win the Annie Award to in, in you know, uh, in two years. Uh, the movie that won before this was Spider-Man. The only other time I believe this happened was in uh, 2010 to 2011. That was How to Train Your Dragon 2 and Rango won in back-to-back years. Basically, the Annie's and the Academy Awards are basically Disney and DreamWorks Fests. Uh, or Pixar, excuse me. Disney, Pixar, and DreamWorks are basically the ones who run the animated awards. So for something like this, which is not an independent film because it's from Netflix... But from you know some some a, a smaller, a uh, less big 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 studio. Not to not to downplay the Disney movies or the Pixar films that have won because those are great too, or even the DreamWorks films. But uh, really happy to see new stuff every now and again. Yeah. Get that recognition. I did so much work. I think I could name every Annie Award winner. Dang, you went deep. Yeah. Never even heard of them. The Annie Awards? Oh, it's great. It's, you know, it's purely, it's a, it's, it's an award show purely for animation. And usually something like 78 or 75% of the time, whoever wins the Annie wins the best picture, the best animated feature at the Academy Awards. Klaus <laughs> is one of the few times that it did not, that was not the case. Toy Story 4 won that year. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, mm-hmm. y'all, I don't have anything else for this show. I'm out. Do we want to reveal what we're doing next, or is it a Christmas gift? Do we know? It's one of you two. (laughs) Yeah, it is one of us, isn't it? Um, Did you decide? Because I haven't. Neat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I can make a decision real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can make a decision. Let me read you all. A diehard. No, put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Mute them, Josh. You have the power. You have the power. I do have the power. Bye. It can happen, Captain. Um, I can't say. I can't say. All right, I'm gonna do the night before. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna gonna sudden change up. Yep, I'm gonna ranch it up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna test David's theories. Uh, We're gonna look into the night before. Starring Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and right. all of the hijinks that are about to ensue for this. So, is it please, the night before? Or the night before. The, the night before. before. So please be prepared. Do not watch this with children. I mean, you can, but you better be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely. It's got a. It's got an R rating for a reason. 
Yep. Christmas stoner comedy. Okay. Yep. Well, that already is suspect. Get ready, David. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hate it. It's very sus. As long as nobody gets murdered, I think we'll be all I right. I can't promise anything. That was a big that was the big that was pretty much one of the bigger Oh, I'm going to question many of your Christmas movie debates with this one right here. You know, I was pretty, you know, I feel like I was pretty lenient generally. You but were the, a, couple, a couple stood out. I, I specifically remember somebody's ho 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 being uh in full front in the situation. Oh no. Like that. So be, just just be prepared for stuff. Oh no, someone's candy cane is gonna pop out at some point. That ain't good. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, all right, let's do this. Get ready for that. We will have the night before uh for you guys next time. Check us out online. You can go to so many sequels.com and you can find a list of relevant links there, links to uh, the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as our socials. So go follow us on those places and uh we're just going to keep on trucking with the Christmas movies. Uh, so we'll see you next time.